Welcome to this latest episode of Who's in Bloom, our mostly Patreon-exclusive audio series where we audibly adore plants in bloom. I'm your co-host of the Science Witch Podcast, Angel, and for this episode, I am going to talk about the ubiquitous fractal flower known as Queen's Anne Lace, or QAL. The summer here is finally starting to draw to a close in the Pacific Northwest, and I am so ready. This season, we saw the most consistent days over 100 degrees, and the realities of what climate change will mean to this region are becoming more painfully apparent. We are living in the find-out era of late-stage capitalism. It would have been nice to have gotten to fuck around a bit more, but we've known that this was coming for four decades now. Climate scientists, engineers, city planners, and Al Gore have been warning us showing us the data that CO2 levels are higher than they've ever been at any other point in human history and portending to us that we would be seeing increased climate instability and climate disasters. Now, this is the reality we must reckon with. One plant that seems to not be suffering as a result of the impending climate disaster is Queen Anne's Lace, aka Wild Carrot, aka Dacus Carita. One of the apparent origins of the name Queen Anne's Lace comes from the lace that was popular during the days of King James I and his wife Queen Anne, who lived between 1574 and 1619, specifically in regards to her headdress, which was lacy enough to resemble the tightly knit, showy white flowers. Other historians point to the name originating with Queen Anne II, who lived between 1665 and 1714, and had only one surviving child in all of her 18 pregnancies, giving the flower the association with the loss of children. As the legend goes, Queen Anne II was tatting white lace and pricked her finger with the tatting needle, causing a drop of blood to fall on the lace. This is why white flowers have dark red flowers in the center. Queen Anne's lace is in the carrot family, Abiaceae, which blooms in a characteristic umbel arrangement. When in bloom, the flower does resemble an intricate lace pattern, with hundreds of tiny florets in a fractal pattern around a dark spot in the middle. Also, like some of the members of the carrot family, QAL is edible. Early Europeans cultivated Queen's Anne's lace, and the Romans ate it as a vegetable. American colonists boiled the taproots sometimes in wine as a treat. Queen's Anne's lace has the highest sugar content, second only to beets among root vegetables, and it was sometimes used in dishes from Jewish, Indian, and Irish cuisine to sweeten puddings and other foods. Roots can be used in soups, stews, and in making tea. However, the roots tend to be tough and stringy and must be harvested early in the year. By the time the flowers bloom, the root becomes much too woody to eat. First year leaves can be chopped and tossed into a salad. Flower clusters can be air fried or fresh flowers can be tossed in a salad. The aromatic seed is used as flavoring in stews and soups. A strong word of caution that there are members of the carrot family that are deadly poison, including poison hemlock. So be sure that you are 100% confident in your IDs before you consume any wild harvested Queens and lace. QAL has also been used in medicine, and more than 2,000 years ago, Hippocrates prescribed crushed Queen Anne's lace seeds to prevent pregnancies. 
Modern research today suggests that there may have been some merit to this, so it is recommended that women who are pregnant or hoping to conceive should avoid the flower heads and seeds. Herbalists have also used it as an antiseptic to soothe the digestive tract and as a diuretic. QAL flowers can also be used to create a natural yellow dye. QAL was introduced to North America by European settlers and now grows in 48 states, but it's not native to North America. It's listed as a weed rather than as a native plant, and in 14 states, list Queen Anne's lace as an invasive species. QAL can be found often growing in abandoned fields and lots, burned areas that are starting to recover, and other places where the ground has been recently disturbed. It proliferates at the margins of human society and thrives in disturbed areas most other plants cannot tolerate. Magically, Queen Anne's Lace is related to motherhood, children, pregnancy, and reproductive choice. According to the blog Moody Moons, in rituals for pregnant women, arrange Queen Anne's Lace into a flower crown for the woman of honor. The feminine beauty of Queen Anne's Lace symbolizes the blossoming grace of the maid aspect, and the abundance of its reproductive cycle represents the mother aspect. These qualities make it an ideal feature of pregnancy rituals and baby blessings to honor the transition from maid to mother. For me, who does not have human children and is a staunch advocate of reproductive choice, QAL has come to symbolize resilience and adaptability, as well as herald in the end of the summer. One of my favorite activities is collecting flowers and pressing them to turn them into cards and use them in crafts in winter months that are just around the corner. Also, it reminds me that even if humans fail to curtail our emissions and the planet continues to see increasingly alarming climate disasters, there are some species that will outlive our hubris and continue to grow on a disturbed and polluted planet well after humans are gone. Thank you for tuning in this episode of Who's in Bloom. We plan to be back soon with an episode on my favorite late summer flower, the dahlia, or as I call them, trippy divers rhombus flowers. Thank you for your support of the Science Witch Podcast. If you would like to hear other episodes of Who's in Bloom and get exclusive bonus content, check us out on Patreon. Our Patreon subscribers at the higher levels receive a monthly sticker featuring artwork from our Science Witch Art Coven, and at our highest level, you will receive a free tarot reading by me or Inku, a quarterly tea subscription from Inku's herbal company, Goat and Thistle, and exclusive perks such as our Science Witch Coven Discord and Patreon D&D game. So come on, check us out, and help support the podcast. Other ways to support include donating to our Kofi, buying stickers on our Etsy shop, or rating and reviewing us on the podcast platform that you listen to us on, which helps to expand our reach across the interwebs. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, don't forget to stop and adore the flowers.